start this thing <laughs> you ready to start this thing with a fun on theory a, on a sydney theory yeah does it involve ancient aliens and advanced civilizations it doesn't involve either i mean we could we could like small talk chat a little bit until you're buttered up and ready for this <laughs> but you know it's gonna it's going it's 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 absolutely 100 percent accurate like well, there there is true there's a lot of truth to it i think the truth in the theory is going to be hard to accept oh I'm not gonna like it, huh? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like the conventional wisdom is is going to go against conventional wisdom. So it's about white women. I mean, not not specifically, but I'm sure they're involved. <laughs> they're involved in everything. Hmm. I guess you better just throw it out there because now I'm just gonna be wondering the whole time and trying to figure out how you're buttering me up to accept this theory and you just gotta I don't know, put it out there and maybe we'll move on and come back to it. I will put it out here. So uh, this theory is about why uh, potentially some fathers leave and maybe why most fathers leave. And, and it might not even be something they even understand themselves or can really conceptualize. And I've never seen anybody verbalize this in a way that somebody can be like, yeah, yeah, that's why I left. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, okay. Do you, do you like, not that we call them out on this podcast, but when you talk about fathers that left mm -hmm. like what fathers do you have uh local like do you who come do you have people that come to your mind my, my dad left yeah you know he left my mom he left technically left the, us so that's your like reference point no it's just all, i also grew up in the black community so you're just everywhere <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was all around me fathers yeah. leaving all around me it was like a father left every day yeah <laughs> <It was> <laughs> <laughs> you know so uh, but like they were still, I don't know. I guess it's a because I grew up on mili a military base, right? Mm -hmm. So if your dad didn't leave, like if your dad left, you left, you know, because you couldn't live on the military base if you weren't in the house with some mothers worked in the army too. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, like if the dad left the family, the family moved. So I didn't grow up in a place where there are any dads leaving. Yeah, I grew up in a place that was the place it was because all dads left. But they were still, were they still like, like, like your dad was still around town. He was still around, but he left. He wasn't yeah. in the house. He was, you know, I had to ride my bike to see him. <laughs> I know. I just find that even so. weirder. Like, like, yeah, you might run into your dad at the grocery store, but he's not. Well, I had a, I had a very fortunate situation. I mean, my, my dad, even though he left, he was still very involved in my life. That was from what I yeah. saw around me, that was unique. Yeah. A lot of people had a lot of trepidation about the fact that they didn't see their dads. I mean, I know people that met their dad one time in their life. Like, I'm f at the age of 40. I have peers that have only met their father one time, and their father's still alive. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's wild, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's not an isolated incident in the black community, and, y you know, statistically more white fathers leave than black fathers. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It, but no, it's not shocking. It's not like I didn't know it. It's just like when you try to think about the reality of it, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is, it is a wild thing to consider, right? Yeah. And uh, so here, here we go. Uh, the reason why most fathers leave, right? And I've never heard this 
really broken down this way. But women suck. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. I just want to see your reaction to that. <laughs> okay, hear hear me out, right? This is this because when it first hits your ears, you're gonna be like, "Fuck you!" But then you're gonna be like, "Wait a second, wait a second, right?" So I really believe in my heart that one of the reasons that fathers leave is because they love their families so much, right? That being with them makes time seem like it's moving so fast that it makes the, the father constantly fearful of his imminent death. Like, it, it, se- it just seems like it's bringing death closer. It's like a wormhole. Like, living with your family, like, loving your family is for a father. Loving your family is a wormhole to death. Hmm. Huh. Just sit, sit on that for a little bit. I mean, the fear of death, I think, is one of these subconscious reasons that uh, motivates a lot of human behavior. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm not ready to speak on your, your theory yet. But I do know as a mother, when in the age that our children are at, I definitely think a lot more about them leaving the house. You mm-hmm. know, like that's inevident, inevitable. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it's very disturbing, you know? Yeah. I'm like very aware that our children are like right on the cusp of going to an age where they're like, mom, I don't need you. You know, yeah. every time I'm like, oh God, why are they on me? Like, you know, like yeah. give me some space. I'm like, this is only for a couple more years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is very disturbing. And I know that guys can't handle shit. So maybe you're right. Well, it's the exact opposite though. <laughs> right. Because men have that, you know, increasing sense of like looming death, like mm-hmm. approaching when they're with their family. Because, again, because time is moving so fast where it's like, fuck, where did the time go? I'm, I'm almost dead. <laughs> 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 you know, it's like you're out, you're out like throwing catch with your son. <laughs> and, you know, it's like you just look at your clock like, oh, shit, I'm almost dead. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? What time did we start this game? <laughs> Right. But it's the opposite with women, because when women, when the kid leaves the house, there's this appearance of exponential growth towards adulthood by that kid. Like that kid just seems like they're growing up so fast now. I mean, it already seems like they're growing up fast in the house. And that's what freaks out the dad. But for it's the like when the the kids leave the house, like the dad's finally like, oh, thank God. Now (laughs) I can just sit in this rocking chair and just like enjoy not dying for a little while. Let me just bask in not dying for a moment, please, please. That's when I'm just enjoying life right now. I'm just sitting in this rocking chair, just enjoying life, taking it one second at a time. Is that is that like uh, that's like the easy boy? Like why every dad has like a, a recliner that mm-hmm. he has to sit in. Just sitting here and stop time. <laughs> like nothing seems to exist outside of this chair. It's like a. It's like a, a a time loop or something. Or what am what am I trying to say? It's a it, it's, it's like a, a pe- well it's a it's opposite. It's like so the wormhole is what moves you quicker yeah. to the another thing. Yeah. And this is like, you know, it's like stasis. You're in yeah. like a you're in you're in a, a, a hyperbolic chamber yeah. where you're frozen. Yeah. You know, and it's <laughs> like, dude, just like wake me up when it's twenty forty so I can see what you're doing with titties. 
And it's all <laughs> I care about. Just like, let me know the new wave of titties in 20 years. Yeah. And, you know, I'll start life back over then. <laughs> <laughs> but with women, you know, it's the opposite where it's like when the kids are out of the house, it just seems like now she's escalating towards death. Yeah. Right. Because like she's measuring her life based off the tent poles of her children. Yeah. Well, and also women like reproduction for women. It's like like I think that all kind of happens at the same time for most women. You know, like you're having your babies and then like when your babies are leaving, you're like going through menopause and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm just like a whole bag of nothing right now. You know, like it's like I've served my purpose and I'm done now. Yeah. You know, now, now you're just wil- now you're just waiting. You're just waiting. Now you're just waiting for death. Yeah. And that's why you're like, I need grandkids. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because that slows you back down. Yeah. Makes and, you feel useful again. And it doesn't it doesn't slow the, 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 the grandfathers down. It doesn't slow them down. But they're like, it's it's way more. It's a way happier existence because it's like all of the, the stress that comes with being the father, like being the in-house father. You don't get that with the the grandfather so you still get that fast passage of time but it's like yeah it's fun yeah, yeah we're, having, we're all having a good time here we're having a good time we're all having a good time get to time. go back to your chair yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you know and you say you're, you're like you say to your son like you know you can leave like they'll still have me as their grandfather you can just leave they don't need a dad <laughs> <laughs> i just know how stressful it is being a dad i just know i know how stressful it is being a dad and loving your family it sucks. You feel like you're going to die at all times. <laughs> I guess death is around the mind, too, because not only are you, like, accelerating towards death, it's like anytime you leave the house, it's like if I die, what are, like, oh, what are they going to do without me? Like, you're just like, as a man, you're, like, not supposed to go out there and die, right? Like, you ruin. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I've have, oh, had a lot of chances to buy life insurance. And I'm always like, oh, they'll fucking figure it out. Yeah. You know, like, but like, I feel like as a guy, you're like, oh, give me all the life insurance. I need it all. <laughs> yeah. So you're dealing with that. So check that, check out that mind fuck. So you have on one hand, you have that sensation that you're accelerating towards death. And then you also have that trepidation that if I die, they die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't die. <laughs> I can't die. But I feel like I'm dying right now. <laughs> the only way to do this is to leave. <laughs> like the, on, the best thing to do for my family is to leave. <laughs> it's best for me. It's best for them. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I never, I've never seen or heard that articulated. And I think that is a prevailing feeling. That is that why when we had a kid, you went out and tried to die like the second day? You're like, let me get in a fight with a, a gunfight with a uh, crowbar. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm Batman. Like, I don't believe in guns. So <laughs> if I am going to get in a gunfight, I'm probably going to have a crowbar or something. But, you know, it was, but that was another thing. It was like, I can't have my kids being raised by a father that lets that kind of shit happen to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? It's another pressure. Yeah. It is because it's like, imagine like what kind of sucky life you're going to give to your kids if as a father you uh, give them the example of just like letting people bully you or, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's that's another that's another form of uh, of death. That's legacy death. Yeah. Right. Like I heard I heard a fighter say something really interesting the other day. I think it was Michael Chiesa, Michael Chiesa. And he was talking about. Oh, no, no, no. It was um, a, a jujitsu grappling artist. It was uh, Nathan Orchard, the, de- the guy that's famous for the dead orchard. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that every man has two deaths. Yeah. Right. It was uh, when you die. 
and the last person, like the last time a person says your name. Right. 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 That struck me. It was like, dude, it was like, I, not in a way that like made me, oh my God, I got, I got to do something so that my name can be, it was like, that got me hype. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm just going to chill. <laughs> Where's my chair? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to stop time here, Michael Casey. You need to calm down. <laughs> but that was, uh, I liked, I'm not Nathan Orchard, yeah, I keep saying yeah. it. But I liked, I liked that phrase. It was really yeah. cool. Like I really enjoyed it. And um, although I feel like as a 40-year-old man hearing that should have lit a fire up under my ass. <laughs> But I was just like, ah, you know, pass that joint. <laughs> <laughs> sick, sick ass phrase. Who said that? Like Marcus Aurelius or something? That was a cool ass <laughs> phrase, you know. But uh, which would, which almost is kind of like alarming that that phrase isn't like when it, when it's said, it's not uh, also very potently associated with the person that said it. Yeah. You know because. Like, yeah, yeah. Is that person dead now? Yeah. <laughs> Whoever said yeah, I don't know. He's, yeah. he's double dead. Yeah, some 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 dead guy. <laughs> some guy who's dead to me said this once, you know? Yeah. Um but speak, speaking of cool fighter quotes, I have a uh, this this uh quote really really struck me again. I I get hyped up by fighters. Yeah. Like fighters hype me up because they're they have this um interesting way. I'm I'm talking elite fighters anyway. They have this interesting way that they approach life in in that they are constantly looking to find in an, in an opponent is what I'm saying. They're constantly looking to find in an opponent what it takes to to beat them and what they can overcome. What they themselves, or what yeah, what opponent? they themselves can overcome. Yeah, right. So they they in order in order to find out what you can overcome, you have to find the person that can beat you. Right. And then you have to beat them. Yeah. Right. Which is, I love that approach to life i love that that i mean that's samurai shit yeah you know that's that's miyoto masashi the book of five ring shit just walking around with a sword hoping to bump into another motherfucker with a sword so we can find out who gets to live yeah like that's like i mean again i don't want to live that way <laughs> you like it in theory though i love it in theory i love it <laughs> like in theory. a uh, virtual reality world of that would be pretty cool I don't know how many deaths I could take virtually either. You know? like, <laughs> that would be sick, though, if there was like a virtual reality samurai game. Yeah. And that if you lost, you're not allowed back in the game. <laughs> and you also don't get to watch to see who's winning. And you're out of the game. You better go play Tetris, motherfucker. You're out. Yeah. Out of the game. Uh, but, yeah, like, I get motivated by a lot of the, but just like just by the way that fighters live. You know, watching that Max Holloway, Calvin Cater fight, mm-hmm. Calvin Cater got his ass whipped for 25 straight minutes, maybe even 25 minutes and 30 seconds. I don't even know. Like, because I think, like, in between rounds, he was still getting punched somehow. <laughs> if you look at the numbers, it's like, dude, when was he not punching you? Yeah. That's you know? Intense. It's intense. So he, he landed like over 400, like over 450 strikes, he yeah. threw over 700. Man, he gets to, the other guy, Cater, gets to walk away and be like, I can take over 400 punches in 25 minutes. I mean, that's something, right? It is something. <laughs> and not only that, so Cater, you watch that fight that was never, and this is like, this is the delusional shit that makes me love fighters. I love, I Calvin Cater's my new favorite fighter, yeah. right? Max Holloway was already in that in my, my group of favorite fighters. Calvin Cater's now in that group. He's in the pantheon of God fighters in my own mind, Yeah. right? And when he, in that fight, Again, he is getting destroyed. Yeah. From the opening bell, it was evident that Max, Max Holloway's striking was just on another level. And Calvin Cater, he, he's not a grappler. He didn't have a plan B. Yeah. Right? 
not a single moment in that fight did it seem like Calvin Cater thought he couldn't win. Yeah. He was, he, I don't even think there was a moment in that fight that Calvin Cater felt like he was losing. Yeah. He was there to fight, and that's, that's what he was there for. He was, he was there to see what it takes to beat him and what he can overcome. And the only way he can know that is if he stayed in the fight and fought for all 25 minutes. Yeah. Right? And that, that was a beautiful thing to me to yeah. see. I'm like, I got, I'm, I'm like, I, I just have goosebumps thinking about it now. Like, talking about it right now, I'm just like, it, it just makes me, it, it's electrifying me. Like, I can feel it, right? And, uh, you know, that that's the type of inspirational shit that I think only a fighter can do. Like, in our, in our world of, like, sports and stuff, like, only a fighter can, can give you that feeling. Yeah. Because the consequences for losing for everybody else is just like, oh, you're just down on points, you know? Yeah. But that guy got his face punched 446 times. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say, there's people that go through life without getting their face punched that much. And I'm like, there are, I don't know, there's fighters that go. There are fighters that go through a careers. whole entire career yeah. and never get punched 447 times. Most probably. I think probably a good deal. Well, not unless they fight Max Holloway. <laughs> yeah, you fight Max yeah. Holloway, you're getting really close to that number automatically, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so here, here's that, uh, this quote, this, uh, so uh, Conor McGregor, if you don't follow fights, again, hopefully, you know, this is uh, entertaining and interesting enough that you don't have to feel like you follow fights to be following what we're talking about right now. So, uh, Dustin Poirier, a good fighter, is fighting Conor McGregor, who is like a global icon for mm -hmm. fighting. So, pretty much everybody knows him. This is a rematch. Conor McGregor already beat Dustin Poirier like six years, four years ago. So, they're fighting again. And this time, the stakes are different, right? Because instead of them being both up-and-coming fighters they're both established fighters fighting for legacy and fighting for a chance to fight for the belt mm -hmm. again right so uh conor mcgregor he was he said uh you know he's talking he, he unretired didn't he retire yeah he but he unretired when he came back and fought donald cerrone okay right that was uh yeah that was because he he basically retired when the pandemic hit because he was locked ireland was on lockdown and he couldn't get out oh, okay. so he was just like fuck it then i retire Okay. You know, I don't know who he was throwing a fit to, but yeah. he did. Right. Okay. So he goes, uh, he's talking about Dustin Poirier, and he's like, I, you know, I, I, I like Dustin. I think he's a good fighter. You know, and he's, he's even a great fighter, you know. But great is still levels below me. <laughs> Dude, he said that I almost did a sitting backflip. <laughs> you know, like just to hear him say that because he believes that. Yeah. He believes that great is still levels below him. Yeah. So, yeah, be great. It's not enough. <laughs> it's yeah. not enough. And because he believes that, he has to train with that. He does everything with that in mind. And he, he, he adopts that swagger. Now, is that true in the grand scheme of things? I don't know. How do you measure that? Yeah. You know? Uh, he believes it. Yeah. And he applies that, which is even more amazing. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I'm just really hyped up. I'm just really hyped up on inspirational quotes right now. You are. You yeah. are hyped up on it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's it's just where I'm at. It's just where I'm at. Yeah. I'm all, so, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, that's like, like you're saying whether it's true or not, you know, like, I don't know if um, these people, you know, if when you think about being next worldly or being free or being, um, 
you know, I can't say great anymore because, you know, like great is levels below yeah. where his exceptional, like, you know, like however you're going to describe it. Right. I don't know if that's like a, uh, see, I didn't put it down there. Yeah. Um, if that's a, not that it's not a constant state because it's, um, you know, it's where his mindset is. So it's where he's walking at all times. Mm-hmm. But whether you you touch that and reach it in your competitions at every moment, like I don't think anybody would deny that Conor McGregor has has touched that beyond greatness within fights. Mm-hmm. You know, like when he came, I don't I don't remember what who he was fighting, but he when he like first was coming out and like like movement was everything, and he yeah. had that fight and he was just like dodging and moving everything, and you're like you're like wow that guy's next level, you yeah. know. Like, he definitely touched it there, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure. sure he's had fights since then. But, like, he's also lost fights since then. So yeah. it's like that, um, I don't know, something about that, you know, you're you're looking at this next level and trying to reach it, and it's like, I don't know. Well, I, see, so here, so with, with that being said, uh, here and here's why I think, here's why after that, I lost like that, after watching Calvin Cater lose that fight, like I watched him lose that fight, he became my favorite fighter. He's he's in my group of, of the, the the pantheon of God fighters in my mind now, because, and the same thing about Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, he's lost. Yeah, he's mm. lost two fights in the UFC. He's only lost to godlike fighters. Yeah. He, he lost to Nate Diaz and he lost to Khabib Nurmagomedov. Right. Mm-hmm. Two godlike fighters and Khabib Nurmagomedov may be the Zeus of fighters right now. Right. Right. And during that fight when Khabib did beat him in the third round, it was competitive. It was a competitive fight until yeah. Khabib won. But even when he was being choked and choked out and had to tap and, you know, he was left in a huff, like on the, on the mat in a huff as Khabib Nurmagomedov was standing over top of him, screaming in his face, you know, Connor wasn't broken. He was, he still took the posture of a champion. He yeah. still took the posture of a God. He accept, he was accepting his loss like a God. And I, I think, that is what keeps him at that levels above great stature. Yeah. Right? Because even in loss, he's a god. Yeah, which I think is an important message because you look at those people and you you think about what they're doing and it seems it can it can seem untouchable. You mm-hmm. know, like how could I ever apply that to my life? You know, like how could I ever, you know Yeah. But um Yeah. But it, it's a struggle. It's a you know, it's a it doesn't mean that you're not infallible. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have ups and downs. Yeah. Like and you said, it's a mindset. And he wasn't delusional about it. He wasn't like, he wasn't trying to convince himself that he didn't actually lose. Like, like, uh, 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 the, the, the Sean O'Malley, that young kid that got beat up, you know, he was undefeated. He lost a fight and he was trying to convince himself that he didn't actually lose that fight. Yeah. You know, cause he hurt his leg in the fight and then the guy ended up beating him. Yeah. And he was a whole like, well, if I didn't hurt my leg, it was like, dude, he yeah. hurt your leg. Yeah. 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 You never hear the, the greats yeah. be like, well, because this happened, you know, yeah. like, it's like, no. Well, if he didn't punch me on the chin and make me lose consciousness, I would have fucked him up. Yeah, yeah. Like, you okay. know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, dude, he only won because I lost consciousness. <laughs> it's like, eh, you kind of took your consciousness, you know? Yeah. But that's, you know, that's a similar, it's a similar thing. So you compare that to, because I'm like, you, you get like a lot of these athletes, like uh, basketball is still my favorite. Well, fight, you, combat sports are my favorite sports, period. But like after combat sports, basketball is my favorite sport. It's not even close. Right. It's uh, I watch fighting and basketball. Those are like pretty much the only two sports that I watch. Mm-hmm. Basketball players are such bitches. Right. Mm-hmm. Where you and you hold them, you, you hold that we hold these fighters to different standards where 
a, a fighter is like, well, I gave it my all. People are like, ah, oh, you didn't give it your all in this fight. You didn't give it your all in this fight. You know, and they start like, like tracking all the time that they were broken, right? James Harden didn't report to his team at the beginning of this year, right? Went and hung out at strip clubs with rappers, even though he was violating the NBA's COVID violate, uh, policies. During the season, until just recently when he was traded, when he was still playing for Houston, he was sandbagging games. He wasn't playing defense. He wasn't trying. He didn't give a fuck. He's overweight, mm-hmm. right? And then, because he, he wanted to be traded, he was trying to force Houston to trade him. And then when they finally traded him, he told a reporter, I gave that city my all. Yeah. Which is like, why are you saying that? Yeah. You know, just like admit that shit got ugly and fell apart in the end. Yeah. You can't act like that at the end and say you gave that city your all because you were still there. That's like uh, like in a breakup. When yeah. you like, like you all know, like if you're in a bad breakup, like, you know, you were shitty. Like both of you were shitty. Yeah. And to like walk away. Well, I did everything I could to make this relationship work. No, you didn't. You for sure did not. <laughs> you for sure did not. Yeah. You know, and that's why the relationship didn't work. But yeah. that's, I mean, that's exactly what that was. That was yeah. him trying to save face. He's basically like, man, I don't know, man. That city was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that city was crazy. I don't know why that city was key in my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, come on, man. You know exactly why that city yeah. was key in your car, dude. Yeah. You treated that city like shit. Mm-hmm. You treated that city like they owed you something. Yeah. And now you're like, I gave that city my all. Yeah. Like, what is here. wrong with you? No. What is wrong with you? So, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's just, I, I don't want, this isn't, this isn't sports talk radio. <laughs> yeah, this isn't sports talk radio. This is two Jack Bros, ladies and gentlemen. We're here. Yeah. We're doing it. But, uh, you know, I just don't like, I just don't like whiners. Yeah. I just like whiner athletes disgust me. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the fact that they make all this money. But as soon as you start whining, you've now taken yourself out of that uh, attempting to achieve godlike levels. Mm-hmm. And I just hate to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, you know, let's switch, let's switch subjects a little bit. Yeah. Ready to switch these subjects a little bit? Sure. I just, uh, you know, you know, because of my uh, lifestyle choices, I, I, I tend to be abreast of, uh, you know, uh, psychedelic news. I get a lot of, I get a lot of news about. Uh, you know, uh, what do you say? Mind altering psychedelics. Okay. Right. And I recently came across a story about a guy who injected himself with magic mushrooms. It didn't go well for him, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, no. For sure, no. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. One of the most terrible ideas in, in the world. But I only know that now because he did it and it didn't go well for him. If you would have asked me a second ago, you know, before reading that story, it's like, what do you think would happen if you injected magnet mushrooms? Like, dude, uh, the most ridiculous trip. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he put him in a needle and. Well, he he made uh, he boiled them to boiled make them. Uh, what they call mushroom tea. Yeah. Right. And then he filtered out the the mushroom sediment. Okay. He put that in the syringe. Oh. And then he injected himself. Okay, right in the bloodstream. Right into the bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah, and listen. Uh, <laughs> was he? He was already on mushrooms when he came up with this plan. Well, he was definitely tripping. <laughs> it's like you're gonna do what? Do you tripping? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're gonna stick what where, man? You tripping? Ew, you tripping? Why are you tripping? Yeah. <laughs> so you, he clearly isn't black. Yeah. <laughs> black people ain't tripping like that. No. Black people—they don't even want to stick vaccines in their bloodstream. Yeah. <laughs> So, 
Let's not forget what mushrooms are. Yeah, mu- they're fungus. So what happened is that the mushrooms, because, you know, the inside of the body is a dark, damp place. Yeah. They started to spore and grow. He was growing mushrooms in his bloodstream. That's not good. Yeah, it was like his kidney, his kidney was failing, his liver was failing. And then they had to, uh, I don't know why I thought this was so funny, but they had him in the hospital and they like had to give him antifungals, <laughs> which is just, I don't know why that's funny to me. Like, it's, not, it's not, it's not even humorous. It's just like the medical way they handle that situation. <laughs> but it's just like, I, I don't know, for me, antifungals are for athletes' feet and toes yeah. and stuff. <laughs> they had to inject in his bloodstream. Yeah. Where it's like, which, how did that work? Oh, <laughs> you know? a lot of experiments here. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, I think that's also an experiment. It's like, oh, what do we do? Oh, inject him with an antifungal. It's like, isn't that how he got in this problem in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, shitty, are you tripping? Doctor, you tripping. <laughs> you tripping, doctor. He was either going to die or become a superhuman. Yeah. Just like, uh, this, the, um, like psychedelic man, like psilocybin man. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> you're just like constantly like hugging people and just like dancing, <laughs> just like, you know, just like swirling his hands around, just, you know. You could like give other people like happy trips and stuff, you know? That would be sick if he could just, you know, like what, a wave of the hand or a touch. Um. Or he has to get in their bloodstream. <laughs> Does he have? Does he have to fuck it into you? Is that? Is that what it is? Put a finger in your butt. Yeah. Oh, you tripping? You tripping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So was it? Was it you? Do you know this guy? Do you know? This, was it a guy? I don't even know. It's just. Mm. Was it just a person now? Yeah. So that, I, that's a uh, that's a ridiculous. That's a ridiculous thing. Yeah, you know? for sure. It's uh, yeah. So what do you what do you what do you got, Ace? We are. We're already halfway through this thing. Did you hear what was going on with Army Hammer? Do you know who Army Hammer is? Kind of. I mean, I I just was annoyed by the story because they were talking about him as if I should know who he is. Yeah. And that makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) It it, it makes me uncomfortable and it just makes me back away from stories. Yeah. You know? It's like the the guy that um, did the the, the show about the uh, ad company from back in the day. Mad Men? Yeah, Mad, Mad Men. Yeah, I looked at all the stuff that he's, like, he was a familiar, and I'm like, well, oh. He I'm not even talking about Army Hammer yet. Oh, I'm talking okay. about the guy that, see, oh. the guy that stars in that? Yeah. Like, something Ham? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one day they started talking about him, like, I should know him. Yeah. And I was like, fuck this guy. I don't know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah. Now I just don't fuck with him at all anymore. <laughs> I just don't, like, anything that he's in, I'm like, nah, fuck that guy. I remember when they tried to tell me I knew him. I didn't yeah. know him. I don't know that guy. <laughs> But yeah, so Army Hammer. Yeah, I, I I looked up like I mean he was in the Social Network like he was in he's in stuff but I and like he's familiar but I couldn't find anything I was like oh he's this to be like he's this guy like yeah. I was gonna tell you why yeah. you should know him but I couldn't come up with it yeah I, a I, bunch of artsy movies and stuff. yeah and I saw that he was in supposed to be in a movie with Jennifer Lopez yeah and that's what I was reading I was reading like you know so I it w- I probably was reading the story that was gonna talk about whatever he is. The attempted cancellation. Yeah. Right? So they're attempting to cancel him because they're accusing him of being a cannibal. Go on. <laughs> Go on. So maybe I shouldn't know Mr. Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> they they think he's a cannibal. Like this is the accusations. The reasons he should be canceled is that he's a cannibal. He likes to drink blood and he likes rough sex. He has rough sex slash rape fantasies. 
Well, maybe he heard people were injecting themselves with mushrooms and he's just trying to get that good trip. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, that would be, man, we got to introduce Army Hammer to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. So, I th- and I think the reason, like, I was trying to follow this, like, what, like, where do these accusations come from? So mm-hmm. there were some leaked DMs. And in one of the DMs, he was, I guess, talking about cutting off somebody's toe and keeping it in his pocket. Yeah. And I think that these DMs are in the, um, what are they called when you go to the, like, women's naked rooms? OnlyFans. Like, OnlyFans. So, apparently, I think he's, like, the claim is that he's making these cannibal threats or um, proposals or, I don't you know, I don't know what they are, to women that are, like, prostitutes or sex workers. Yeah. But so his ex-girlfriend, like they her name's Courtney Vukocek. I don't know if she's an actor or not. He said she said that he said that he wants to break my rib off and barbecue it and eat it. Um and if I like had a little cut on my hand, he'd like to suck it or lick it, but uh that's about as weird as it got. Yeah, I mean, so I think he's uh how how do we how do we break this down? So there is that uh, that sensation of like when something is like so cute, you just want to like, oh, I just want to, I just want to smash it up and eat it, and like like a puppy, you say, oh, I want to grab your cheeks and smush them yeah, together yeah. until you can't breathe anymore, and your head explodes. You yeah. know, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe he's just he's just like uh, you know doing that with with adults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's yeah. probably he's probably like doing it in baby talk. Too. Yeah. Like, oh, I just want to take your rib out and barbecue it up and eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, I'm gonna cut your little toe off and stick it in my pocket and walk around with it. Oh, you got such cute little toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how you say that determines everything. That is very true. Everything. <laughs> like if you if you say it in a way, if you say it in a monotone voice, yeah, that's no bueno. <laughs> like you need you need to. You need to undulate. You need to go up and down as you're you're saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can't be like, I want to take your toe off and stick it in my pocket. (laughs) Huh? Pardon me? Pardon me, Mr. Hammer? Pardon me, Army? (laughs) You know, I would like to cut your rib out, barbecue it up, and eat it. It's like, huh? It's just that every time you wear that crop top, that's how I feel. Yeah, so how did he say it? How did he say uh, yeah, it? Yeah, I don't that know. Matters. And if it's over DMs, that's that's tricky, right? It is tricky because you can't convey tone yeah. over DMs. Yeah. So this guy is getting railroaded yeah. by the fact that every you have to read everything you read. I'll put it to you this way. When you want to cancel somebody, you have to read everything like an autistic person. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because you have to be like, you have to look at that and read it in that monotone voice yeah. in order for it to be a credible threat. Because yeah. if you at all connotate it in any way, shape, or form how a normal human would talk, you'd realize, ah, it's not that bad. Well, in order to understand this, they did go interview Gilberto Valet, which I don't know if you remember him or not, but back in 2012, he was accused of kidnapping his wife and have because... He was a cop in New York City. <laughs> wait, <laughs> and wait, hold on for a second. So this is like some Silence of the Lambs shit, right? <laughs> some Silence of the DMs type shit. <laughs> where it's like, like they need it. Like, this is what Army Hammer's saying and doing. We need to go to Hannibal Lecter and figure him out. <laughs> <laughs> They've got to go talk to Gilberto. <laughs> yeah. 
goodness gracious, they had to like like Goberto's like tied up in a in a cage. <laughs> like they had to have a guard unzip his mask so that he could talk. They were like, "Here are Army Hammer's DMs. What do you think, Gilberto?" His eyes get all wide. He starts shaking. He's like, no, no. <laughs> he was like, "Please, I don't want to talk about this. This is a rough time." Because, like, dude, I'm trying to get away from this. <laughs> like, dude, this yeah. isn't me anymore. I'm not that guy. Yeah, I'm not that guy. This is a young man's game. This is an this is the army hammers of the world right now. <laughs> so, so his his wife found on his computer reams. They described it as reams of cannibal porn and details of plots to eat her and other women. This is Army Hammer? No, no, no. This is Gilberto. Gilberto. The Gil- expert that they went to uh, talk to about. Gilberto. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Who was a cop in New York City. And then his yeah. wife found this all out and, you know, exposed <laughs> him. And did, did, did Gilberto at any point say, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in? <laughs> 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 oh, man. What a... I mean, I know, like, an actual life is probably a lot, like, more chaotic and depressing to have, like, that be a thing. And then people come back to you, like, years later and you're like, I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm not that guy. <laughs> but, man, he is missing a prime opportunity to say a sick-ass catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> That's catchphrase-worthy shit. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like, oh, man. Okay, go ahead. What, what is- so, so he had to go to court for this and he got convicted in 2013 of it for, like, somehow the wife got him acute, kidna- uh, convicted of kidnapping her. Like, yeah, you know, how does that even happen? I, I don't know. You take your wife for a ride in the car and she's like, I'm kidnapped. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but um, but it's, the, so, it's so much easier for a woman to claim she was kidnapped by a guy than a guy to claim he was kidnapped by a woman. Mm. Like, it's ridiculous. Like a woman. Because <laughs> oh, hear, hear me out, though. Like a woman could walk into a police station. Right. Mm-hmm. And be like, I was kidnapped. Yeah. My husband kidnapped me. Yeah. And he'd be like, we got to get this man off the street. Yeah. Right. Like a man could dial fucking 911 with his nose yeah. from inside the trunk of a car and be like, this woman kidnapped me. And be like, give it 24 hours. Let's see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice to be, maybe she's just in a, is she in a mood. Is she just in a mood right now? <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Go. So she kidnapped. He. So he got convicted of this in 2003. But then the next year, a judge uh, turned like freed him like you know he appealed and he got yeah. free because the judge agreed with him that uh sick thoughts are not a crime is that well kidnapping is more than a sick thought but like was he was he like um i could just i'm gonna kidnap you girl yeah i don't know i didn't yeah. get any details about the the accused kidnapping and yeah the uh you know but um, he 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 is on Army's side and he's like he's like i don't know exactly what's going on but you know this might just be kink shaming yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to get into it though. I don't want to get yeah. into it. I mean, it's not my th- I don't do this anymore. He definitely kept saying that in the yeah. He was like, I'm trying to get past this. I've moved on with my life. Like, that's not I don't I don't cannibal people anymore. That's pretty sick. <laughs> that's like to be the go to authority on whether or not like read these DMs. Yeah. Is he on the line? It, is this guy fucking insane? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, zip me back up, zip me back up. <laughs> Oh man, what a what a world we live in. Yeah, like that's that's movie shit. That's like yeah. that's not how typically things are figured out <laughs> in the world. <laughs> like, we gotta go. We gotta go to Hannibal Lecter for this. <laughs> wow, what's his name? Gilberto. Gilberto Valle. Gilberto Valle. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He's it's a good name. He's the the real Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. He's like, he, you know, I want to. I wonder, man. But he never crossed the line. I don't think he ever ate anybody. He just liked to watch porn where people ate each other. I yeah. don't know what that porn is about. Like, yeah. Well, as far as we know, neither did Army Hammer, right? Army Hammer didn't eat anybody yet either. Yeah, no, as far as we know, no. He just Dude, how funny would it be if Army Hammer refused to eat pussy? <laughs> 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 I just don't do it. It's gross. <laughs> I just give me that ring, the rib, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Can I suck? Oh. Paper cut. Let me let me suck that. <laughs> yeah. like, I just want to take your rib and fry it. You know, it's like, but I I don't I don't eat raw. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fuck with pussy or sushi. I don't eat those two things. <laughs> that is funny to consider that like going down on a woman is sashimi. <laughs> sashimi put a little rice down there, <laughs> a, little, a little seaweed. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that. Yeah. Yeah. Because hmm. I mean, like, and also. If Army Hammer does eat pussy, how does he eat pussy? Yeah, that sounds dangerous to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, teeth, man. Yeah, a little too much teeth, Army. <laughs> a little too much teeth down there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, get, I'm like, I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. It's a very, uh, it's very, You want to go to Gilberto Valet, the expert on this, and ask him how he did it? Yeah, how you eat pussy? <laughs> 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 what do you do with your hands? <laughs> So, are you like, oh, you rest on your elbows? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's wild. That's wild. Gilberto Valet, I'm glad you exist. Yeah. Yeah, what a, sh- what a fun, kooky world we have because yeah. of people like him. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got? Oh, uh, well, um, <laughs> Jamie Lynn Spears, apparently, she put up a tweet. This is Britney Spears' sister? Little sister, yeah. Okay. She put up a tweet um, to Elon Musk and says that he owes her a couple of cats. Because she says Teslas are too quiet and her cats never heard them coming. And she doesn't want to say how many cats she ran over. Yeah. But. <laughs> Two's fine. Just give me two and I'm good. <laughs> she needs a couple. I don't want to get into how many. <laughs> don't want to get into how many. Uh, yeah. Man, I wonder how many Army Hammer ate because he just was eating pussy. <laughs> just like, that's wild. Jamie Lynn Spears is crushing cats. Yeah, but then she had to like take everything down and be like, no, 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 I didn't I didn't really run over cats. Like she tried to take it all back and then she deleted that too. But that that's the weird thing about cats is that they get fucked up by cars that are parking. <laughs> yeah. You know, cars that are parking and then unparking. Yeah. They constantly get fucked up by those cars. That's yeah. a strange phenomenon because you would expect cats being so nimble mm-hmm. that the last thing that's going to happen to them is getting hit by a car. Yeah. You know, especially in the manner in which they do, because it's always like, I ran over my cats in my driveway. You know, yeah. it's always something like that. You know, yeah. I, I once saw a cat get uh, hit by a car outside of a driveway, like on a street. Yeah. It was running from a dog, you know, because like, you know, when you live in the hood, there are, there's at least one or two stray dogs. Yeah. You know, and this dog was chasing a cat. Cat ran and it was it was wild how it happened because it, it ran with like on the sidewalk, you know, parallel with, with the street. And the car that was coming was like parallel with the cat for a little bit. And then all of a sudden the cat just hit a hard left turn into the street and its head went right under the tire. Yeah. It was almost as if it's like, uh, I'll hide here. You know what yeah. I mean? It was just like, yeah. its head went right under the tire. And it was it, it was just it the popped. loudest pop, oh, cr- like pop crack. 
and it was like me and another kid and we because we watched the whole thing from like dog chase to like car yeah and it was just like it was crazy we had blood on our, our yeah. jeans like yeah. it popped and was yeah. like on like by our shins and shit yeah. it was insane yeah. it was one of the most insane things i've ever seen and it's uh and still to this day i'm just like why did that cat make that turn yeah like that dog wasn't even getting close yeah <laughs> you know it was it was smoking that dog yeah you know it's it's weird. Cats are weird that way. Yeah, animals seem weird that way. Like I, one time, I when I hit a deer, like mm-hmm. I was driving on the road, and like the deer was like running next to me, and then all of a sudden it was like, no, I'm gonna run into the car, and it yeah. was like we're the only, you know, there was no other cars coming. It was just me and this deer. Yeah. It was like, why are you running at the car, deer? What? what didn't you hit a wolf? Yeah. You be hitting shit. <laughs> <laughs> was that was like they were like close together when those things happen. Yeah, like maybe that wolf was chasing the deer. Or not, no, not that like, close together. Like days. Yeah. I know it was like, like in college. They were like yeah. a week apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember you were fucking up. I was. My Disney Saturday. creatures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a plastic car just yeah. running down Disney creatures. They're out for that. me. I'll never, I'll never forget that. Like I don't, re- I don't always remember the deer, but I do remember you took out a wolf. I'm like, yeah, that's my girl. Uh, <laughs> you didn't think I was like a villain? Were you like? Oh, no, I mean you, 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 you weren't an evil person. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you were, you were a good girl. Yeah. You were, you were a good, you were a good little lady. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, still a Disney princess. It was just like, yeah. I, the only thing I was upset about is that you didn't come back wearing the wolf. <laughs> 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 if you really, if you really my chick, you got to come home with that <laughs> like wolf. Like blood dripping down my face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm gonna go eat her. <laughs> Damn, girl. You know you. Come on. You know when you wear wolf blood, you make me. <laughs> it makes me want to eat you. Um, yeah. Where where are we at here? I think I think we're we're good for. A little post-fight podcast without talking about the fight. We'll talk about that on the Patreon and stuff. Okay. We'll get, in that, get into that tomorrow. Give you some time to mull it over, think about it, think about how you want to present it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's mm. just uh, And I, I don't really have all my questions yet about okay. it. You know? So we'll do that. I think we, uh, I think we had a good time. Oh, this is just a fun little thing. Um, so the way that the internet is labeling Trump supporters, especially right now after the Capitol thing it, they might have been uh calling trump supporters this the whole entire time and i just didn't know about it because i i mean i'm not really a political person even though people would love to claim that i'm a trump supporter because i'm not a trump hater which is so annoying yeah you know but not really a political guy but they call uh trump supporters cult 45 cult 45 cult not cult oh, okay like like a cult cult and he's the 45th president Oh, so it's cult forty five. Oh, that's pretty cool. It is cool, yeah. right? It's like, man, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that supposed to be an insult? Because I want that tattooed on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's cool. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, if I was him, I'd be like, fuck yeah, it's cult forty five. Cult forty five. Yeah, you gotta own <laughs> that like, one. <laughs> works every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that'd be pretty sick. That'd yeah. be pretty sick. But uh, anyway, this is a this is a good potent potent uh, little thing i want to you know if, if you feel like this is being cut off early i have to go tonight to do I'm, I'm judging a roast battle tonight and i need to keep some of this some of this humor this humorous intellect uh popping popping so i can uh, still be sharp as sharp as ever doing this roast battle uh hosting uh judging judging which is the easiest part of the roast battle yeah it's like no pressure you know, just go enjoy yourself. It's ba- I'm basically, it's, it's almost you get to like. to do this a lot. Oh! 
Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm. I'm like. I'm still being an artist because I still have to make jokes. But I'm. I'm like. <clears throat> Back when like P Diddy was like remixing all those songs, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm just taking other people's shit and just adding to it. Yeah, it's like the yeah. easiest thing to do. I'm crushing it. Yeah, I'm crushing it. So it's like bad boys for life. <laughs> <laughs> I should just say that after every joke that I do that hits like yeah. bad boys. <laughs> so let's give these shout outs real quick. Shout out Mike Butler, Mike Levy, Liz Bot, Doc, Kevin Stevens, Julian from Canada, and his wife Meg. Says that so and her. Instagram page, So and Tell. She saved their lives during the pandemic. Kevin Lau, Mary Jo Butterly, Nicole Raj, Janelle, Courtney, Rick, Coach Rick, Andrew Pace, Keith Butts, Kyle Hancock, Erica, Dan- Erica Daniels, Levi Mercer, Justin Masabi, Ezekiel Ellis, Logan, Ryan, Roger Down, Joe Rob, Joe Francis, and his girlfriend's company, Saved by the Reef. I hope you guys got married during the pandemic. Or maybe you guys are separated during the pandemic. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> TJ James, our man down under, holding us down. Nick Cupsey and his two books, Lost in the Mail and The Five People You Meet in Wawa. This old guy, Chris Bruno. Chris Bruno is not the old guy. This old guy, yeah. comma. Chris Bruno, Kevin McGrand, Graham Hoffman, Chris Tucker, Derek Towson, who is my brother. We have a different last name. I will get to that, I promise. Sean Dowdy. Maybe I'll just bring, maybe I'll do, we'll do an episode where we interview like all of our parents. Oh. And just like put it on one episode. That'd be fun. Yeah, like ten minutes a piece or something like that. Yeah. And like, like, can you like, why do I not have the same last name as any of my siblings, mom? <laughs> uh, yeah, Guy Patterson, Brian Bachner, Toscani Rodriguez, and our man Sean the Boner King, the boner king. king of all boners. Er, er, er. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That is what we are doing for this week. Well, we're not. I mean, not this episode is what we're doing this week. Also, you're currently listening to Melissa Bio Kingdom and her band, Circadian Clock. Check her out on Beethoven Violin on YouTube, man. Give her some subscribes. Give her some rates and reviews. And, and listen. She's good. She's good artist. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your support.